Hello and welcome to day three of our journey through the book The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace Waddles and I trust you'll be learning. Now I want to urge you to read the book yourself. You know, the fact about it is I'm not reading every single detail in all the pages of the book um, because again this is just kind of like a review um, and what it's meant to do essentially is to just get you to have a feel, I share a few of my thoughts around it, but to get you through the whole book. So I want to urge you, get the soft copy, get the hard copy, get the audio. I know that on YouTube, there's some people that have, you know, basically voiced the whole book and all that, so you can actually get that. So please make sure that you do this so that you can aid the process. It's a very powerful book, but it requires that you go through it by yourself also. So today we begin with chapter three, and the title for chapter three is is opportunity monopolized you know a lot of people say i don't have opportunity nobody's there to help me and things like that so the question is that is opportunity monopolized now it says here that no man is kept poor because opportunity has been taken away from him because other people have monopolized the wealth and have put a fence around it no no man is kept poor because of that you may be shut off from engaging in business in certain lines but there are other channels open to you now this clearly speaks from an abundance mindset because a lot of times people oh i lost my job doesn't mean you lost your opportunity doesn't mean you lost your mind doesn't mean that you lost your ability to create wealth what it means that you lost a channel there might be other channels that you can actually explore so there's always opportunity every single time in different dimensions now it says here that also that at different periods the tide of opportunities sets in different directions according to the needs of the whole that is everybody around you and the particular stage of social evolution which has been reached what this essentially says is that opportunities actually open up in the engagement of humans around so if you are not aware of what is going on around you you will not be aware of the opportunities around you so while one door might be shut it does not mean that there are no doors at all there's something called the tide of opportunity and what it says is that while you might be riveted in one location and you have been enjoying a particular opportunity even if it closes there are many other opportunities that are available to you outside of your current one that might be close to you now you don't have to lose a job to even think about this opportunity the fact about it is that even if your job or what you're doing your business is bringing you something there are many more opportunities and the key therefore is to have this abundant mindset that i will always locate the opportunities i require to create the wealth that i want it says here that there is abundance of opportunity for the man or woman who will go with the tide instead of trying to swim against it. Swimming against it basically is trying to hold on to something that is sinking. There's always new all around, okay? Now, what it says is this, that, so it says, um, it gave an example about factory workers in America and all that. It says that the thing about people that are able to maximize opportunities is that they do not, that they do things in a certain way, in a certain way. And what we said in the previous classes is that doing things a certain way is what will get you the results that you want. I tell people that there's no want for opportunity, but the want or the lack is in the mindset of people, okay? And so it's important that you realize that there's always a tide of opportunity. And in fact, in your affirmations, you must say the tide of opportunity is flowing in my direction. It says here that no one is kept in poverty by a shortness in the supply of riches. There is more than enough to go around. I like this portion that it said. Let me read it out. It says a palace as large as the capital, all right, the U.S. capital at Washington, might be built for every family on earth. 
from the building materials in the United States alone. In other words, that humongous building, if you wanted to build it for every single American, that there's enough building material, letting you know that there's so much, you know, available, there's abundance available. Okay, and under intensive cultivation, it says this country will produce wool, cotton, linen, <clears throat> and silk enough to clothe each person in the world, finer than Solomon was arrayed in all his glory, together with food enough to fill them all luxuriously. In other words, if we were to optimize all the seeds, the ground, the fertilizers, the technology around that, there is no lack, really and truly. If all there's enough food. Now, it might not be evenly distributed, but there's enough food to go around for everybody in the world. And I love this portion because what it does is that it begins to further establish an abundance mindset. Guys, you don't have any lack. The lack you have many times is due to ignorance. You don't know about the tide of opportunity. You don't know how to maximize it and how to optimize it. But as I'm talking to you right now, there is abundance for you all over the world. I like the switch where it now begins to talk about something very important. It says that the visible supply of anything we want, whether it's trees, anything to produce wealth, is practically inexhaustible. Excuse me. And even the invisible supply really is inexhaustible. Now, when it says the invisible supply, I'm going to put in my own words here. Um, you would understand that everything that was made, now, again, theology and science, if you've gone to this program, Theology says that all that was made was made from the words of God. So the words of God, we can call it now, words are invisible, all right? So it even says that so that the things that are seen are made from things unseen. The things unseen are words, okay? So basically that's what we say that the words you speak create the reality. But let's break this down to a bit of a science. Are you saying to me that when I just say, you know, I say some things, that the thing will just change states? And my answer is yes, but there is a science. In other words, there must be something that is going on that I cannot see that can bring about a change in the state. What I mean by that, if I keep saying to myself, I'm a multi-millionaire in dollars, I'm a multi-millionaire in dollars, I'm a multi-millionaire in dollars, that not only am I affecting what is on my inside, that I'm actually speaking words into the universe that will begin to attract the kind of opportunities that can actually bring me into the manifestation. My answer to that, again, is yes. So it says this in the book, a very, very powerful statement. Everything you see on earth is made from one original substance out of which all things proceed. Now, this is deep waters, all right? So I need you to read the book so you can read it by yourself. Now, I gave you the reference from the scriptures, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3. It says, through faith, we understand that the walls were framed by the word of God. Once I just said that the universe was formed from the words that God spoke. It says, such that the things that are seen, visible things, all right, were made from things unseen. Now, remember, in the beginning, we didn't have fans, we didn't have lights. But everything that we are seeing was made. So the fan, the material for the fan, the plastic was made from the crude oil that was in the ground, you know, that was refined and the plastic was drawn out of it and the metal and the laws of electricity and all that merged together and then it creates a rotation. So everything that you are seeing that is visible was made from what is invisible. Now, don't worry about your mind. Don't worry if your mind is asking too many questions. Just to, but you, you need to agree that everything seen, the buildings, it came from sand, cement, um, it came from 
materials in the ground that somebody intelligently put together and now create a beautiful edifice everything was made from the raw materials but even the raw materials were made from formless substance which for me is the word of god now what it says is this that every day the new forms what i mean by new forms the words okay um, that you are speaking are unseen they are formless substance but what it does is that when you speak words because the universe is made from words also the universe also responds to the words that you are speaking okay so new forms are constantly being made every day and older ones are dissolving but all are shapes assumed by one thing all right now remember what i'm saying you need to read the book yourself in fact i'm very happy because this class if you don't understand if you don't have certain background you might not really get what I'm saying. So go and read the book yourself. But I believe this so, so much. It has increased my awareness around the words I speak and how I speak and how I command for things to happen for me. Okay? Nature, it says, is an inexistible source, storehouse of riches. The supply will never run short. The formless stuff responds to the needs of man. Remember I told you that God encoded the universe, the formless stuff, to serve you. Alright, so it says here that the formless stuff responds to the needs of man. It will not let him be without any good thing. The universe is designed so that I always have every good thing that I desire. Wow. He says this is true of man collectively. The race as a whole is always abundantly rich. And if individuals are poor, it is because they do not follow the certain way of doing things which makes the individual person rich. The universe of forms has been made by formless living substance, throwing itself into form in order to express itself more fully. So from sand to air to the water, those are the manifestations of the formless substance. <laughs> now, again, I'm concerned some people who might be like, oh, what's all this formless substance? All right. In fact, what it's going to do for you is that it's going to increase your awareness. So I'm just going to charge you, go and read this. But because I have a foundation in theology and also in science, it helps me to see what I'm saying very, very well. I love this part. It says the universe is a great living presence, always moving inherently towards more life and fuller functioning. All right. Um, so there's everything. Everything that's required for life has been bountifully provided by God. There can be no lack unless God is to contradict himself and nullify his own work. Okay? The resources of the formless supply are at the command of the man or woman that will act and think in a certain way. Wow. We're going to get to the certain way, but don't worry about it. We started touching it with the foundation. But I love this last part in chapter 3. It says the resources of the formless supply, they are at the command of the man or woman that will act and think in a certain way. So your affirmations are actually... Um, acting and thinking in a certain way all right we're going to talk about some other dimensions and all that i want to urge you go and read this i just went through chapter three obviously i did not go through everything but what is the one thing i want you to understand there is abundant supply of all that i needed if what i need is not available i can create it if i speak it into existence it will happen for me guys hear me i sit in my house and i say to myself statements like this month of april this amount is coming to me this amount and i declare the amount is coming to me i thank you father because you have supplied it i believe i receive it now in the name of jesus 
and I thank you because I have it. And from that moment, I don't shift from that consciousness. How it comes might be through the plans I have, but many times it doesn't just come through the plans I have, but it also comes from unplanned things. People, somebody who just buy, you know, a large number of my books. Somebody who just call me for a training in the corporate organization. But guys, you have to learn to understand that the universe is encoded to respond to you. The universe is a universe of words. And so if you understand that, <laughs> oh, something just crossed my mind right now, that computer language is, is language, it's words. It is commanding stuff. If you can believe a command, they can write a command and to create stuff. I mean, Microsoft Word, Excel. Have you ever seen those coding? Um, X, Y, something equals to something, iPhone, something, something. And they believe that that thing will create Microsoft Word or PowerPoint. And it creates it how much more you. That you have a language that can create what you want. So one of the things I want to urge you to do is to realize that your words are powerful. Your words can repel or attract what you require. What do you desire? Start speaking in line with that. Speak to the universe around you. Say that everything is working for my good. Say everything, events, people, things are working in my favor. This is one of the ways to live and act in a certain way that will produce wealth to you, for you. There's a lot more to this, but I hope you've learned something from this. I will see you again tomorrow. Bye-bye.